0: Thank you to those who support the What Remember podcast on Patreon. Adam S, Sarah P, aka Situational Daddy, on Instagram. Leo, Paul, and Sandy J, Nathan E, Jacqueline M, Matthew J, and Big Dime Jim. Help support our show by going to Patreon.com/slash What Remember. Thanks. Carry me. Carry you? Carry me on my wayward side. Carry you home. Carry me home. My wayward son Carry me, Underwood. Fly away home. Let's watch that movie, guys. Uh have I seen that movie? <laughs> With the geese. With a bunch of geese. And they're what a oh in, I saw the Mighty ducks it's like a glider I, oh you a, saw the pilot you watch the ninety ducks I haven't the watched it ducks? the ninety ducks the ninety, the 90 Ducks, I like that no oh <laughs> I'm not I, watching that I'd recommend not watching it no I'm not I watched watch the it. trailer like for it and I was like this is weird they're G- just three. Gordon Bombay is too pouty he is too pouty
1: yeah I went to Disney Plus once and that was to watch Xenon mm-hmm. and then Heck I was like yeah. and I scrolled through it I was like good choice no and I
2: yeah it looked like I was like oh they're just doing. Mighty Ducks again, but net, not as good. But, but
0: yeah, it's not set in the real it's world. It's like the same story. It's and, set in a real weird comic world. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Gordon Bombay literally eats cake twice in this. Well, cake. He's a cake eater. God damn! I
1: was on Reddit too, and they were <laughs> they were saying like they missed uh, certain cast members in oh, the original all of them movie. Gone, yeah,
0: there's like uh, nobody. They had
1: the sh- they had the like a promo shot recently. where
0: They did like a mm-hmm. reunion where a bunch of them were like a bunch of the cast. Cobra Kai just hit the sure bar them. too high. Mighty Ducks is not going to hit it. There was a really fun interview people were talking to uh like someone when talking to Emilio Estevez and like, what was it like making this during like COVID? And he was like, It was the worst experience I've ever had making <laughs> something. And I was like, Wow, Emilio just get, like not he's, not get, back. he's not gonna get fired from the mighty Ducks. so like he's no. got that job. Emilio, and he was just like, I couldn't interact like a- with any of the actors, we had to do everything over Zoom. When it came down to be on set, I had to like be under certain protocols. It just wasn't fun. Yeah. I yeah. hated doing it. And I was like, Well, you came out for a paycheck, and that's what you get, I guess. He it's, hasn't done anything in like twenty years. It's just so. I mean, right. maybe, Sometimes
1: making a movie without any COVID procedures is like awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, like I, I don't know. I, it's it like just seems candor. weird. Like
2: I, maybe I don't remember three enough D three because like they showed the, the college for this one? one and they're like the gold mask. The ducks are the hawks now. And then like uh, yeah, the ducks are the bad and Gilmore guys. Girl has to go get Gordon Bombay, and he's he's the exact same character he was at the start of D one. He is. And I'm like. What happened? No growth. What happened here? Never had growth. The well, whole
0: point of the series was that he learns to love the kids. <laughs> no, he what doesn't happened? care about kids. Oh, well, we God. didn't know what
2: happened in between. All right. That's why I'm like, what happened after D3? We yeah.
0: Know, he, he, There's he, a weird 30-year gap his faith. of where he man. just like, was a man falling apart. Yeah. And that's where we're gonna, mm. he's, he's starting back at scratch. Cause there's that you part of the end of D three where he like pumps his fist as he's like leaving the ice rink. But then he pumps his fist into like nothingness and hope and despair is oh, just geez. all just all consumed. It's he's all so downhill sad. from here. Yeah, <laughs> he got replaced <laughs> in D three and oh man, he couldn't he couldn't if take only it.
2: only he just married Charlie. What is this? Mom. Are we
0: doing a podcast? <laughs> what is this it's
2: the intro? <laughs>
1: is this the <a> whole
0: intro? <laughs> Dang, <laughs> I don't got a lot to talk about this film. So we gotta, <laughs> look, we gotta <laughs> we gotta get the upbeat intro? tone out of the way before yeah. we get it. Yeah. Yeah. People want to know our opinion on the Mighty Ducks That's TV true. Show. That's true. They're to asking. Know. They're don't asking. Don't I've been told. To know. I asked mm-hmm. once. You did that yeah. one time. I so far, no knuckle puck. No flying V. <laughs> it's just a lot of like... <laughs> They're going to bring those Really back. poorly written characters. Man... And, it's and it's just so goofy. Did you watch the whole a, thing? I watched the whole first episode. The, the only thing, like thirteen oh, of them. Oh, okay. The okay, only thing okay. I liked from the trailer was are they coming out week was by week? Was yeah,
2: Riley from Letterkenny as the coach of the Ducks. I liked him a lot. I was like, yep, but I I'm, I would watch him in anything. So it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, he was
0: pretty fun. Is that the
1: guy with the shoulders? <laughs> the guy
0: with the shoulders. That's an interesting. Letter Kenny. Tell somebody.
1: The the guy who's like monotone and has like crazy shoulders. That, well, that's the main character. The
2: guy, the coach on this on the hockey team in this movie is one of the hockey players from Letterkenny. He's not the main dude. From okay.
0: Letterkenny. The main dude from Letterkenny. I was like, these so boring. I thought Letterkenny was a band for a long time until I realized it was a TV. <laughs> I show.
2: thought Letterkenny was like a like a just a
0: discount Trailer Park Boys,
2: and I kept avo- I avoided it for a long mm-hmm. time, and then I watched it. And you know, I say that like I hate Trailer Park Boys, but, and that's a show I also avoided for a long time, and then I finally watched like the new season when it came out and i was like i need to go back and watch this whole show this is hilarious i know What I I missing? am missing i'm really still
1: where you were uh, I,
2: I know it's good i know it's probably funny i haven't yet i thought it was it looked it. so bad and then i watched that new season yeah. i was like i gotta watch it all now I and know, letter but, kenny i finally got into it i was like this is so funny
0: i don't have anyone to make uh, the inside jokes with so it's just gonna be me watching it and then not having anyone to talk to about <laughs> it. it would be real sad like yeah, Doing those boring yeah. jokes two years later, you're like, why isn't anyone laugh?
1: Very nice! <laughs>
0: <laughs> you get oh, it? Man. You get it, guys? Did you see that movie? Uh. <laughs> my name is Bradley Jones. Uh, my name is Andrew Moldenham. And I'm Andy Hubert. And this is a podcast where we try to remember a movie that we haven't seen in a very, very long time. And this is what we remember about... Full metal jacket. Were there
1: two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join us as we're watching films. See what we remember and what memories we kill. Let's start the show. Here we go. This is what we remember.
2: Yeah, no. we fooled them. We got them all excited with the light,
0: bubbly stuff uh-huh. in in the in the in the banter. We got how, how many '70s songs playing in this movie? All of them, <laughs> all of the '70s music. Is this? Yeah, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah, does this
1: take place in the '70s, Just '60s? Oh yeah, they away. definitely no. have Rolling Stones. How, <laughs> how many times are we going to hear "Fortunate Son"? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> Clearance Clearwater. Yeah. Yeah. Some CCR. All these helicopters. Over. Is
1: he in the room with us? <laughs> <so crazy.
0: laughs> Clearance? Is that even your name? Yeah, Clearance. Is that just the name of the band? Is that your name I'm, with I'm on discount.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there, boy. Yeah. So this
0: is our Stanley first... Stanley Kubrick? K. Brick movie. Mr. Kubrick one of the earlier ones this is his second to last movie too really yeah oh well yeah he made
1: the shining in 1980 and then he made this in 1987 uh, and then he made, eyes, then he wide made shut? eyes wide shut in
0: 1999 oh okay there's nothing so, in
1: between those then was 2001 there's that, but he he only kind of he, that was, was, before he was working shining. on it. That he was didn't really shining. get I so. I wasn't
2: sure when that movie came out. That's what I was asking. I, I didn't wait, know wait, wait, when what? When, when did two thousand one
1: come out? There's only oh like two thousand seven. Oh, Kubotals? I don't know why I thought I when you said two thousand one, I was thinking of the artificial intelligence movie, which oh he was. God. He actually was gonna make that, and he worked on
2: oh, a whole. Oh, you're thing. right, I've heard of that.
1: Yeah,
0: but then he died, and Spielberg Steven Spielberg stepped over. Him. I was thinking two thousand one at Space Travesty. Sorry,
1: hey. yeah.
0: With what? What is What's his name? Uh, Naked Gun.
1: Yeah. What? Uh, Liam. Uh, <laughs> Les- Liam Neeson. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Les-
0: Leslie Nielsen. Les- Leslie wow. Fuln-Nelson. Liam Neeson.
1: Liam <laughs> 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 Neeson. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is a second to last mm-hmm. movie. Or another reason why he and I—I I found this out just through watching documentaries. The, a reason why he had a big break between this and Eyes Wide Shut is, first of all, he's like meticulous. Oh, oh yeah, he Famously spends notorious years working, people insane on, working on these, and he was working on a Holocaust movie for a while, and then all of a sudden, Steven Spielberg made yeah. that, and he was like, "Well." She I don't need to make this, out, this anymore. like, throw the towel. <laughs> so he, he threw in the towel for mm-hmm. that movie.
0: Well, you know, Steven Spielberg got his in the end because he made AI, right? Is yeah. that supposed to be a Kubrick film? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 At all, it's a full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's always like old Hollywood stories of him making actors like be too real in a scene or he makes his like yeah crew take polaroids of all the scenes and they have to be like the beds specifically in this movie had to be like set up the exact same way yeah every shot it happens you'd have
1: a new script every day yeah yeah there's a lot of good
2: discussion about you know especially specifically with Kubrick of like yeah like when how far is too far when it comes to like you know the auteur director demanding that perfection Mm. like when is it just not worth can you scream at Shelley duvall
0: for a hundred <laughs> yeah takes in a row without,
1: like yeah i mean like there's, they're like yes he made on great movies but he put Shelley duvall through a, right a like could, hell could could these movies <laughs> amazing have still been made without that that yeah. <laughs> suffering from that's all the, of the people involved yeah yeah
2: it's a yeah but man like this is another one. it's mm-hmm. like i wonder what the production was like who's in this film
1: matthew modine that's true Arlie Army. Is that the sergeant? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you knew his name. I know, like, just because
2: <laughs> famously, I think, he was on... He was a consultant for the film, yep. and the dude they had playing the drill instructor structure was just terrible. And yep. finally, he was like, now nah, get out of the way, I'll
1: do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, even, I think Stanley Kubrick was like, we want you to yeah, be the person. He's that, so. I
2: mean, he's, he's so oh, iconic the, so in this role. role.
1: There's a guy in... I know this, actually, from you just saying that. So mm-hmm. there's a guy in a helicopter halfway through the movie... And he's just mowing down civilians that are running. That guy was supposed to be the drone. Oh, ah, okay. Interesting. But he just wasn't right for the part. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's a tough, it'd be a tough role to fill, I feel like. So,
0: the Vincent D'Onofrio.
1: Yeah, he Vincent is. Vinny yep, Indeed. Yep. Yep. And he's very he, young. I think he, at the time, had the record for gaining the most amount of weight for that specific role. Oh. Hmm. Yep. Yep. I uh, honestly, I know a lot of random trivia. Yeah, this sure, movie. it's just fun
0: to know. It's like it you like hear, like see or hear these like obscure movies, and maybe you don't even see them, but like you know facts about like Goodfellas. Yeah, well, just, and, and or, like, in especially, yeah. there's
2: so much interesting <laughs> things to learn about them and and how they got made, mm-hmm. and and those the interesting and because, behind the scenes. Part and with Kubrick, you know, a lot of people are gonna remember that and get it documented because those questions will be asked, it's so interesting finding out about how these came together.
1: Yeah, when I visited L. A. in 2013 the whatever the la museum that's out there they had a kubrick exhibit oh man so you got to see like all the costumes from the movies and all these like stills from behind the scenes and just like it was amazing it was perfect that i happened to be there at the right time (laughs) that
0: they were having this exhibit for like two months or so so what is the plot of this film if you could even say it because it's a war movie yeah, about Vietnam. It's broken
1: up into two chunks. Yeah, yeah. The, the first chunk camp. being boot camp. Boot camp. Yeah, the second chunk being actually in Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's just very realistic, like military training. From, from mm-hmm. mm-hmm. being. If yeah, being, I mean, right. it started.
1: It, the very opening shot is people getting their he, head yeah. buzzed, and it's credits over that. Yep. So they're
0: already in. You know, first day of mm-hmm. getting into boot camp. Um, and Vincent D'Anafrio kind of plays the guy that everyone picks on.
1: Yeah, what is his nickname? Oh, Everybody has a p-
0: nickname. Yeah. Name he plays pile pile. Yeah, yeah. He's the mm-hmm. Gomer Pile.
2: Gomer Pile. That's right. <laughs> is, that, is that what his name is? I think it is.
0: Okay, and he's always holding up the troop. He can't get over the wall. He's always like the weakest one. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: and and not even just that, but like the the drill instructor specifically uses him as a tool as an example. To, to be like you essentially solidify all the others in hating him as a person like it's part of the the, the strategy of like get everyone else kind of like hating on one oh, guy and they, the rest of them all come together as a team who cares about the one guy the poor guy who has to get mm-hmm. yeah well i it. think
1: the mentality is like you're only as strong
0: as your weakest person mm-hmm. so could be.
1: if he's that slow then right yeah, and the rest
0: the, of the troop let them have it literally. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, they, have, they put uh, the soap in the soap in the pillowcases socks or pillowcases, and, just and they all tie him go down through. and just wail on them. wail on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until the point he commits suicide. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he just can't take it anymore. Which is well, not not ju-
2: not just commit suicide, but he also kills. He the, kills the drone Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't
0: know that. It's
1: murder suicide. Wow. Yeah, that scene is really intense because he's in a bathroom. And he he just starts screaming. This is my gun. He's doing like rifle. This drills. is my rifle. Yeah, loading and reloading. Oh, okay. And he's just like sitting on a toilet, like like putting bullets in the gun. Yeah. And the main guy comes in and like, Matthew like Modine.
2: Yeah, Modine comes in and he's like, "You, you all right
0: there, yeah. bud?" Because Matthew like, Modine does feel for him, but he's just outnumbered. He can't. Yeah. Well, can't it's like him.
2: anytime you like anything you do to try and help is just gonna make it worse. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing you can even
1: do. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Left shoulder. <laughs> Shoulder, hoo! Lock
1: and load.
0: Order, This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. My rifle is my best friend. It is my life. Get back in your boats. What is this Mickey Mouse shit? Jesus Christ, are you animals doing in my head? Why is
1: Private Pyle out of his bunk after lights out? Why is Private Pyle holding that weapon? Why aren't you stomping Private Pyle's guts out? Sir,
2: it is the private's duty to inform the senior drill instructor that Private Pyle has a full magazine and is
1: locked and loaded, sir! Matthew Modine's character is uh, Private Joker because he makes a yes. joke, and uh, what's the sergeant's name again? Arlie Ermey. Arlie Ermey is, like, uh, basically, like, like in school, like, do you have something to say to the rest of the, the, the group, <laughs> and, like, what's your joke? And, yeah, so everybody gets a nickname in the very opening. There little you go. Bit.
0: Do we follow any other characters after boot camp, or is it just Matthew Modine? You... Is that whole troop together for the rest of the film? You do see so.
1: There's like Matthew Modine, and and then there's like a smaller guy who also kind of looks like Matthew Modine because they're wearing (laughs) the same glasses, like those kind of 60s, 50s glasses. Mm -hmm.
2: They call them uh, horn rim. What are they? They called them like BC. G's birth control goggles because they're horrible and ugly and oh. no one would sleep with you if you had those glasses.
0: Oh man, that's sad. All right, <laughs> birth control. Goggles. Now I got to look at my glass to make sure I'm not wearing them. Well, you got white ones, so they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're looking super. But slick. I don't know anyone who's pregnant that I've met. Oh, that's true. I've, I've been shit, controlling Brad. the births.
1: You don't know how many kids you had. <laughs> ah, damn it, Brad.
0: <laughs> Did Stripes come out after or before this film? Was it like in response to No Stripes films? came out way before. Okay. Stripes came out in, like, early 80s. This
1: now, came out late 80s.
2: There were a lot of Vietnam movies. When did, I say, when did oh, yeah. Platoon come out? 85. I believe. And so this was two years what? before. Two years before. Because yeah, I was like, to this see is the timeline. Because a, lo- a lot of this film feels. In Apocalypse Now. It feels like Kubrick trying yeah, to be Apocalypse Oliver now Stone almost. Like, like, in, in some ways.
1: Well, Apocalypse Now is like the earliest film about, uh, they're still even in Vietnam when that movie oh, came really? out. Yeah. 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 Like, I think they had just started officially winding down in like 75 or something.
0: I think like way a way to catapult a director was to make like a war movie around this time. Yeah. I mean, you saw the same thing
2: in the forties and fifties too. There's just so many big directors doing World War II because i mean it was going to sell everyone it's a shared experience so everyone's going to go mm-hmm. see that
1: yeah but yeah the, i think the, of like the Char- charlie chaplin like the great the, yeah the great dictator that came out like two ye- two three years into the war yeah and <laughs> just so it's just very different in this
2: sense because with the world war ii ones it's just a million the u.s is the best yeah. look at these heroes kind of films and vietnam yeah. was the polar opposite where so mm. many films are just like look how terrible this all is
1: yeah well like I watched that whole Ken Burns Vietnam yeah there's all, series which is amazing man, it's just talking just about like, how it was poor families sending their 18 year old kids like off to fight Yep. You well, know, it, this like endless war that had no real. Because they're just. The they're, worst part is when they Yeah, the, the worst part in
2: that documentary, too, is when they go over the fact that, like, very early on, the reports were clear that nothing they were doing was going to help. But, like, every single administration that came in was like, well, I can't be the guy that loses the war. So we just have to keep doing it. And, like, for like yep. three yeah. administrations, they do that. They never because each lost one's a like, war. oh, shit, that, that'd be bad publicity. I got to just keep fighting the war. <laughs> well, like, if, oh, you like, oh, Right, my because a president can't lose a war. Exactly. You know? They and always- so yeah they all know it's 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 a losing battle yep. and they're never going to win this thing and they just all keep doing it anyway cuz they they don't want to be the party that lost the war, and it's like,
1: oh, yeah, they so had no strategy, pointless. and like, my God, they, yeah, the the Viet uh, Viet Cong, I think it was, they, well, and like, the, they would build like, the army, yeah. they would they would blow up like a whole once they found a supply chain, they would blow it up, and then within a day or two, they'd figure out like a whole new route, oh and yeah, brand new well, roads like, and all this stuff,
2: culminating with like the Nixon campaign, literally like actively subverting peace talks that the current administration was having, so because they were like, no, 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 you don't 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 do any peace talks until I'm and. And then when I'm president, I'll do the peace with you. And so, like, straight up just being like, no, no, no.
1: Keep the war going, enemies. Like, Nixon <laughs> like, is so ridiculous. Jesus, it's insane. Because he, he, he ran on, like, ending the war. Yep. But then but that he did he all the thing the with, like, Laos and Cambodia and just, oh, like, yeah. rerouting, war like, the war over to
0: those countries. Hmm. It's, man, it's so nuts. So glad America isn't any worse today. Uh, hey! What else happens in this film? <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh. Cause there's a lot of that, like, tactics of them just getting, like, the, the platoon's like killed. First of all, we should say this is a Kubrick
1: film, so you you see more just visual action than you get mm-hmm. story, and yes. that's pretty much for all of his movies. It's all it's all more visual shots yeah. and action than eyes wide story storyline. Hey, and, you know, like even two thousand one, there's barely a story. It's like there. it's
2: like he took little mm-hmm. things and put them in your eyes and like held them open. I've never and seen and Barry Lyndon.
1: Is there stuff in that? Um, mm-hmm. The more dialogue. Yeah. Uh, that one's a super slowly paced film. Okay, so it's hard, it can be hard to watch. I need to actually. watch it at some point. Yeah, but like I think he did that intentionally because he wanted to sh- he wanted you to be in that kind of time period how slow things felt. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so it's gonna be hard to describe. Like I guess the general plot of the film. Well, the just, movie starts to, to pick up happen.
2: after the yeah. After, so yeah, so he graduates boot camp and he becomes a journalist. Yeah, he's a journalist yes. for the army or what or something. Yep. Okay.
0: Is it glorified, the war, in any way? Or is it, like... Because when Matthew Modine first gets over there, is it, like, glamorized in any way? Well, I think part of the struggle for him he gets, like, that reality is, finally sets in. Right, well... He starts I don't to think, see, like, the brutality. I don't think, I don't think the war was glamorized because it was the no. first,
1: like, like on. Un- on the news, war that you get yeah. to see like right away. Well, and I
2: feel yeah. like for him, like part of his struggle is like you know after this horrific boot camp experience, he becomes like a correspondent for the army. So like his job is to basically create pro war propaganda stuff. Oh, right? I see. I mean, he's seeing how terrible it. So all So he is. does and kind of twist his the job twist things is to around. make it
1: sound good. Yeah, you could see like film crews going by, like, filming them in the middle of battles and stuff. Hmm. So, so everyone in the film crew so had little... to go
0: through boot camp to get put over there? If, you, if you're going to war, you gotta... I don't know if that film no, crew did. Well, They're probably journalists. Yeah, but him
2: specifically, I mean, he is, like, an army corps. He works for the army as a journalist versus, yeah, like, a lot of yeah. all the correspondents well, for news agencies that embed so, with units. I mean,
0: he could have been infantry or whatever, but they... Yeah. they so are we following, like, a group, like a platoon or a troop through the entire film, or is he kind of, like, jumping in different places... Hmm. wow what's his experience in the film
1: so i i do know the the ending sequence is all it's 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 all basically a firefight at the end Hmm. he goes with um i think it's four other people and they're just kind of like going through what looks like a bombed out uh little village and there's like like high-rise apartments and stuff and um, pretty early on one of the guys gets shot. Is Adam Baldwin in this movie? I'm trying think to so. think, I'm trying to remember the end of the, man, I feel like I know the scene you're talking about, but vaguely so so somebody gets shot in the middle of this like square and then they have to hide out and this guy's like just lying, like dying and he gets shot at a second time hmm. Somebody's just like keeps shooting mm-hmm. at the same guy so they have to like figure out how to get out of that area and, and get into these buildings to figure out where the sniper is so it's just kind of like a sniper chase at the very end of the movie. Hmm. And I remember, I think it might be Matthew Modine. He's the one that goes up to, uh, they all go into separate buildings, but he goes into the one where the sniper actually is. And I think it's his first kill. And he has to kill the sniper who ends up being like an eight-year-old girl. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: So. That's a tough pill to swallow. There's that. <laughs>
1: There's that.
0: (laughs) I'm really excited to watch this movie, guys.
1: Okay, as I said when I said earlier that I could talk a lot about this movie, now I'm like Now you wanna go back to the intro. You just been talking no, about I'm Kubrick You just sure. been talking about Kubrick.
2: <laughs> now I'm not sure. Now I wanna to go to back this. to the intro. Alright. Scrap no. this one, let's do mouse hunt.
1: <laughs> no! I can't do yeah. that. Th-
0: that is they destroy
1: the whole house. That is
0: Annie's Vietnam. that you know, <laughs> <laughs> <in a> <laughs> <Not> too soon? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It didn't feel good, but you know, it didn't feel wrong, yeah.
1: Well and i i don't there's like i do know there's references to mickey mouse in this movie a couple times sure. like the main uh drill sergeant guy he he uses mickey mouse in one thing and then the very end of the movie the very last shot is just troops walking through what's like a burned out village at nighttime and they're singing like some mickey song oh yeah some mickey mouse song yeah
0: mickey mouse donald duck M I C K E Y. It might be that. M O U S E. It, it it probably is that song. Yeah. So um, I, I else? can I can play it with too many other Vietnam films like Platoon. Yeah. It's easy to kind of mix and, them all together. Yeah. Platoon's a big one, but
1: I mean this one doesn't have like a perfect structure as a movie. Like it's you're you're getting mm. like sequences yeah. of. But yeah, between, yeah, but like,
2: I think Brad's totally right, though. Yeah, between this platoon, like yep. Deer Hunter, like, yeah. sure. it, it, there's a lot of Vietnam movies. It's yeah. easy to mix them t- yeah, I think they're somewhat
0: together. formulaic in a way, but mm-hmm. you can't deviate from the truth at the end of the day. Yeah,
2: there's only, I mean, the the, the war is still the war regardless. Yeah. So yeah, it's like there's only so much. You can, you can heighten, do with heighten it.
0: certain things. You can make Willem Dafoe run through a field with napalm following him, but mm. this isn't that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never
1: actually seen Platoon. Oh,
0: it's uh it's a movie that got made and Tom Berenger's a real asshole.
1: Yeah. And that's um Charlie Sheen. Oliver Stone wrote it. Yeah, it yeah, was Oliver Stone's Stone. Vietnam film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Directed it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, he okay, he just wrote the Scarface movie. That's all. Brian De Palma directed that film. Yeah, yeah. Um I I do know like <laughs> just i don't know if you remember that two live crew song <laughs> it's like oh he's oh, so horny i was wondering oh, who oh, was so
0: right. i didn't want to be the one to bite on this scene <laughs> <I> <laughs> but it's a scene there. that takes is from this, is this from this movie because, because that. there is a moment where they're either in vietnam or outside vietnam and american troops are getting the good life like mm-hmm. to them yeah like in saigon station saigon yeah u.s money is good there
1: yeah and so there's Lots of prostitution. Yep. There's a lot probably of drugs. people so selling probably, drugs. Yeah, all for sorts sure. of things. Anything yeah. you want,
0: you can get in this
1: place. Well, there were ton- like in real life, there were tons and tons of... Uh, yeah, take a wife home if you ar- want at the, the end of the day. People in the U.S. Army that were sure. highly addicted to drugs oh, and yeah. heroin, and, mm-hmm. and they had to like go to rehab like, before there- they returned to the country. I feel like there's...
2: Uh, uh, some movie has the sub the plot point of like during the Vietnam War basically the like these GI's like set up an opium line back home and like the end of the war threatens their business or something I can't remember what movie that is
0: interesting that's a
2: whole thing though yeah War Dogs
0: uh, is that War Dogs no
2: (laughs) no that's like more recent yeah that's like oh they're like oh oh, crap the war's ending like what are we gonna do
1: like we're drug dealers now Mm -hmm. (laughs) we
2: can't not have our drugs
1: yeah that'd be like if you only made YouTube videos and then YouTube shut down you're like oh (laughs) you're like oh crap I should have (laughs) diversified always
0: diversify
1: (laughs) right do we know anything else from this movie
0: there's have you seen this i have seen this but it was only one time one time and i was all the way through yep all the way through i was maybe too young to even understand what the hell was happening in this movie sure but i was just taking it all in visually and i mean like in other vietnam films i have to imagine like there's moments where they're like going through the jungle and there's like traps that come out they get like ambushes there's people in bushes they have to like you know, you're saying they kill people, and then they get you know have to take yeah. care of their wounded, and maybe even have to deal with you know just bad stuff happening to them. I think they always know that because they're constantly talking about the situation. That has to be what the film is. I'm talking about Charlie and the traps and things that yeah. happen. And the well, I think he's going around
1: interviewing people too. Like like mm-hmm. the guy in the helicopter. He's just like. I'm pretty sure he's just interviewing, like, about his role and what he's doing. But, like, then he's clearly just going, like, get some! And do 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 and just, like, mowing down clear. just You show the efforts of the people that are too
0: into it. And he probably ends up getting shot or killed, like, pretty soon after he does I believe...
1: Well, I might be mixing... I might be conflating it. But I think he might be the guy that goes with them later on and gets snipers. I
2: definitely... I can... I... I know the last scene that you're talking about where they're like I remember them moving through like a burnout building and there was like mm-hmm. an apartment building across from them and yeah yeah I know exactly this and they're scene. behind
1: like a small wall mm-hmm, and, like a rubble wall yeah, yeah. I know
2: exactly the scene but I can't remember anything
1: important about it that we didn't already it's say it's like a moment in the movie where it feels like an actual like movie yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> like a lot of the stuff before is just like sequences of what it's like to be to go through the, the stages of military you know to, to get trained get thrown right into it yeah
2: well it's supposed to just show like how traumatic every single step of this process is like Mm. how traumatic boot camp is like because you know you know a lot of ahead of this me a lot of media is specifically made to be like nope it's fine like well even now you have Oh, like plenty of criticism to be leveled at, like even Marvel movies because they work in close partnership with the U.S. military oh, without all the time, a and, yeah. and they're very propaganda in, stuff.
0: in movies is definitely a thing that happens. Yeah, with the for sure. Yeah. And so,
2: like these were, this was sort of a big opportunity for a lot of these directors to really get away from some of that. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, I think the only thing I can remember too is like not that it really matters that much, but like there's a huge cut between like the boot camp and
0: like yeah the moment, it's, the, it's abrupt it's, it's very it, maybe abrupt. it's like a fade out fade in because Mithimuddin's just like at Saigon or wherever well he, he's at um he's in some building and just like a small
1: table with a bunch of other journalists and I think they're just like assigning like mm, tasks like okay. you're gonna go to this place you're gonna follow these people and this is just what you have to do mm-hmm. It's a it's not a very significant scene but that kind of jumps him into like you're in this journalist role and this is what you're this is where you're going, and
2: now. it's a it is a really good vehicle for a movie where you know like make him a journalist and they can be anywhere you're talking to anyone about any sort of experience you yeah. need them to like so interview a with really a vampire. Perfect, yeah.
0: See? Was, <laughs> where else are you going to interview the vampire? <laughs> See, he's getting interviewed, Andy it's by the, another vampire though, the, right? By Christian Slater, who may be a real life vampire but Richard slater was in that oh my gosh now we gotta talk about this movie next it's boy i
1: mean you <laughs> should
0: definitely watch that movie
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> interview with the vampire yeah i've seen it <laughs> have you though <laughs> yeah yeah it's
0: got a you know, you,
2: you what know do you
1: remember know about a vampire
0: it? was getting interviewed in this movie <laughs> you didn't remember this wait a no minute it's,
1: it's mr
0: bean is in mr bean what? <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> that's why insane. would that be the case? Speaking of which, what is the full metal jacket? Is it just body armor, or is there something specific? No, I can. No, know.
2: it's just like a jacket. Of, is that the? No, you're all you're all terrible. No, <laughs>
0: no, that, that's why I, uh, I put it's that like, out there. You're Isn't thinking the, the, of a flak jacket, which is. I'm trying to have, um, have a conversation. The, the armor they maybe. wear.
2: A full metal jacket is a type of ammunition. Okay, um, a jacket for a round. I see. Yes. Hmm. and so mm-hmm. versus uh like a hollow point bullet which that's why there's a big bull- people yeah. there's a full, helmet full metal the jacket, full jacket is like a thing. solid core like
1: solid metal bullet nice i i think the uh the main character joker he is like born to kill yeah mm-hmm. that's the cover of the movie yeah i like, that
0: yeah. the
2: cover art in this is cov- iconic yeah. man you see that and you're like
0: every single one of his films is like iconic cover oh art. yeah
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh, his movies are so good yeah, yeah.
0: I honestly. I don't agree with the methods, but you can't, you know, right, argue right. the ending. But there, of are it. If <laughs> if there, there are, are results. There are results. If you
1: ever seen the killing, I highly recommend I checking that one out.
0: The TV show, or is that a movie? No,
1: it's a movie he made in the fifties. Oh, mm-hmm. It's about I a horse race heist that just goes horribly wrong.
0: I like it's heist so, so good. good. Yeah. What was? It? Is that was his first film?
1: No, I think it was second, third, okay. third probably. Because
0: every movie he made was just huge. Yeah,
1: and I like, don't know his first. Like changed so. filmmaking.
0: Hm. Every time he made a movie, it changed filmmaking.
1: I actually can't remember his first film.
0: There it is. <laughs> I also get a mixed up a little bit with Hitchcock. Well, he also he did a lot a, of yeah. It's I think he some did really documentaries do. before. Because hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure did he before. with Hitchcock mm, in some ways, think like so. when he was younger.
1: No, he was into no? He was doing photography and stuff. Uh, no, okay, I don't
0: know much about uh. And I S- think he was
1: doing. He was making an editing documentary moment. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, all those guys seem like they're, like, friends in my memory of, like, oh, uh, Martin did, like, Scorsese and Oliver Stone and Kubrick and Spielberg. Well, it's Spielberg weird when, like, you hear about, like, someone, sometimes they are, they are. Right, like, you well, hear, like,
2: Spielberg and Lucas and Coppola and, like, you're like, oh, man, like, all these people that just... They all went to CalArts together or whatever. Mm-hmm. They all had worked at the same production. Well, they're together. also
1: like directors, and they're in like yeah, an elite but like kind of that's an elite title, and yeah. so like why wouldn't you want to meet other directors? And they're all trying to outdo each other. Yeah, it's a so good, good back competition. Then though I feel like it's
2: it's a lot of like like almost 20 something directors of that but they're mm-hmm. just like yeah we're all the hot new things in Hollywood and we're all buds we're gonna blow the system up well the 70s were
1: a perfect time because like oh, you yeah. get rid of like the Haze Code and then like you have more like uh, handheld type equipment so yeah that's it, true you, there's a lot of like awesome that's like kind of the start of independent movies right I you think know, studios are willing
2: to really just start throwing cameras at some some people new ideas and stuff and, yeah. and really go for it so pretty cool
0: well, we'll learn more about Stanley Kubrick <laughs> and things that happen in Full Metal Jacket and we'll come back in part two.
1: Yeah, we should. Should we? Uh, Are guess. we going to? Maybe.
0: <laughs> we don't have to. Do we? Oh, okay. This could be the last thing we ever this do. This was an yeah. option?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they released it and then they they disappeared forever. <laughs> <laughs> when will I learn That's, about Full Metal That Jacket? was Kubrick's last twist. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Got him.
0: What have we got here? King comedian, private joker. I admire your honesty. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and my sister. You little scumbag, I got your name, I got your ass. You will not laugh, you will not cry. You will learn by the numbers, I will teach you. Now get up, get on your
1: feet. You had best stunt yourself or I will unscrew your head and check down your neck. Sir, yes sir! Private Joker, why did you join my beloved corps? Sir, to kill sir! So you're a killer? Sir, yes sir! Let me see your war face! Sir!
0: You got a war face? Ah! That's a war face! Now let me see your war face! Ah! Bullshit! You didn't convince me! Let me see your real war face! Ah! You don't scare me! Work on it! Sir, yes sir! Welcome back to the Sir Yes Sir podcast. We watched Full Metal Jacket. It's been a while since you've seen this. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing that back every time. It's not. It never, never went,
1: it went away. <laughs> it
0: never <laughs> went away. Yeah, it's like sexy. You can't bring it back. it's never gone. You can't bring sexy back. No. Justin likes a fool. <laughs> oh man. I'm in love with you. Do you like the music in this movie?
1: Yeah. yeah. Are they, man, the music
0: it's a, they subverted bolly, our expectation. Which I, per, I
1: remembered as soon as it was coming up, I was like, oh,
2: damn it. Yep. I mean, I, I feel woolly like I woolly. shouldn't
1: have expected
2: the, sta- the, the standards... Garbage, but th- this movie was like, no, I'm. This soundtrack is our own soundtrack. We're we got some juxt- of
0: juxtaposition stuff. of the scary horror of war. Yeah. go to the chapel and I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. gonna get <laughs> married. it's like, from
1: me for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But trash man. <laughs> the <they're> <laughs> Trash Men. The Trash That's <laughs> our song, Brad. Remember that? <laughs> oh,
2: oh
0: my, my, I practice. Good <CNCcinque> <Goodsal MUSIC noise> yeah, yeah. It's a good soundtrack. I love that song. <laughs> oh,
1: Surfing. <man>. <laughs> <laughs> See, bringing back the sound. It doesn't quit. No, it's good. We got some rolling stuff at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got painted black. Yeah, that's not
2: one I would consider like a Vietnam in my brain kind of sound so it was good they they really did you know bring their own soundtrack to the party you were right about the Mickey Mouse Club
1: yeah, oh, I, you remember were. I remember. Nailed that. that. Ends that. Ends I remember that. Yeah, I movie. remember it ended that way with them. I got excited because I was
2: right about Adam Baldwin. Yeah, <laughs> What?
0: he? The was good in it? Baldwin.
2: What he's? Yeah, he's a. Uh, was it Animal um, Mother? Animal Mother. Yeah, the the guy in the M60, the machine gunner. Adam Baldwin. The, one of the Baldwins. Are you not a fan of Chuck? I, I don't think he is one of the Baldwins. He's oh. just a Baldwin. Yeah, he looked familiar. Yeah, yeah, he's in Chuck. He's in Firefly. He's uh, he's in a lot of things. He shows up in any okay. any okay. like dreams sometimes. Yeah, fantasy. he just hangs out. As an he's like, <laughs> He's like, hey, what's going on?
0: <laughs> yeah, he looked really familiar. I just couldn't. If you need a big guy with a gun, picture. he's a good one to get for Arnold a Schwarzenegger was gonna be Animal Mother. Yeah, see, but he, that would have been ridiculous. You need a big conflicts. guy with a gun. That's his dish. He, he's too he much of a star. Anyway. That's his role in everything he, he does. It. He's the big guy with the you gun. He did Running Man instead. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, which was a star
1: for starring role for him. right? Yeah. He was a star by that time. He's not going to do... I would have liked
0: to have seen him in this movie. That would have been been great. It would have been interesting.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's nice to see
0: Matthew Modine in a movie. Is it? No, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, don't this care. one's good. <laughs> <laughs> this one's fine. And he was going to be a bigger star than I think people exactly. ended up happening.
1: I don't know. Every now, I feel, I don't know. I like seeing actors that don't get a lot of work in new stuff. Like when I when he was in Stranger Things, I was like, oh, Matthew Modine. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Interesting. He did a movie I like called In <laughs> the Band Plays On. Hmm. It's about oh, uh, AIDS yeah. crisis in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I've, I've heard that, but I have not that. seen that. Yeah. It's good. It's a good movie i don't know i
2: i don't want to hot take this thing but yeah. I, I didn't care for this movie
1: i thought y- it was you visually
0: great v- oh yeah okay yeah. so
2: the pro- <laughs> I, as i think i think someone mentioned this even in part one It it looks great technically is it's so it's really good mm-hmm. shot really well
0: it, i mean the production design yeah. is it is perfect I'm thinking in my head, like, how hard is it to get this shot where there's two people walking on an angle with so much stuff happening behind them. Oh, And the exact moment, like, a helicopter, like, zooms in. I'm like... Yeah. I, I got, like... How many times a day can I do this shot? Like, well, if you're Kubrick, times every I... day for three years yeah. is the
2: answer. <laughs> I bet this I would
0: take 179. Took so many times to get oh, this helicopter God. to line up right with this line that I, I was. Want.
2: Uh, th- I did see in like some of the trivia mentioned that like there was a whole bunch of people that like turned down either being in this to be an alien or to mm. be or turned down alien to be in this, mm. and they're like alien was shot, edited, and released before production ended on this one like that's how long this was in production denzel was
0: offered the part of eight ball but Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that would have been really interesting yeah Yeah.
2: i don't know why didn't you like this one andy i don't know if it's the writing or the acting but some so much of this movie felt flat in terms of delivery like lines just felt weird i think they do a really good job of portraying a very accurate realistic exactly what like every day would have been if you're in boot camp or if you're in vietnam especially in like you know, a more poke position where you're not necessarily a frontline troop, but like there's so many lines. That they're like, yeah, man, you, you, let's get down there, dude. And I'm like, what is, is this acting? <laughs> there's a couple of what characters. What is like this? That, yeah. What are these lines? What's happening? It's um, yeah, to get some guy like <laughs> I, that. What I think is supposed startling. to be kind of
0: surreal. Oh yeah, yeah. like is this dude just mowing down people? Well, and, it, well and how it's, it's it is. presented as just him like shooting a gun, and then you finally and then you see realize he's the, yeah. They go a cut yeah. behind him, and you see he's shooting just he's down. Real yeah, shooting people. And he's well, that's like, a perfect
1: oh uh, what Alfred Hitchcock says: shot, mm-hmm. reverse shot, reaction. I think, yeah. Andy, you haven't seen enough Stanley Kubrick movies, then. I Kubrick mean... He was seen Clockwork Orange. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm not a fan of Clockwork Orange, to be
2: honest. 2001's my favorite, but I think that's because it's science fiction. Mm-hmm. space travesty. <laughs> I like Clockwork Orange. I, that one is just... It gets so brutal so quick that I'm just like... Yeah, uh, I need to. Uh, yeah. oh, this is too intense <laughs> for me. I need to turn this off <laughs> pretty intense. <laughs> it's, again... Yeah. And all of these movies, again, they're technically just brilliant like the shots are so good and like everything is it looks so real and like exactly how you want it to look but it was all in london <laughs> it was all yeah, shot right i you know it's so yeah that's oh, really strange
0: so stanley kubrick's uh was watching well, her behind lived, the I scenes believe. Yeah, he doesn't want to work he, te- he doesn't want to travel more than 10 miles to a film set yeah
1: he kind of became like an interesting like hermit in mm. a way at times yeah
0: they he flew just, in palm trees for him to for the for the oh movie. Oh my god! That <laughs> sounds that's, right.
1: That's what happens when you're like a world famous director. <laughs> when you're yeah, Stanley when you're Kubrick Cuba. wants palm trees mm-hmm. in London. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can get it on a ship. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> so you didn't like the acting. It didn't. You thought I thought the acting was flat.
0: I thought it was flat. Well, um, yeah. Vincent think acting is a little questionable in moments. I thought the
2: sure. same thing. But sure. oh, no, and that's why I was like, "Is it me? No, like, what's going on?" It wasn't you. Because like, there's bits where I'm just like, I'm like, what is this in it up business?
1: I like over Cowboy.
0: Here? He was my favorite. Yeah, I think of. all I like all Cowboy them. a lot.
1: I think that's kind of Kubrick's style, though. As a I think, like, I, I don't think he shoots for like realism all the time.
0: Surrealism.
1: You can even I see that yeah. in like The Shining. Just how well, much that, yeah. Jack Nicholson is hamming it up in well, the last and I think few
2: sequences. I think that's the point in this I think one. That's it's, style. A, it's supposed to be realistic and surrealistic at the same time, and it, that's a really cool idea. And I think I, I bet for some people this it works so well in this movie. It just doesn't click for me. Where there's like Joker, like when he's. Being flippant with like his, his, the lieutenant or whatever, handing out the aside, the journalism assignments and stuff. I'm just like, you're just, you're just that annoying co worker in this scene now. You're like, oh, he's the guy that has to mouth off to the boss every time, and the boss just uh, lets him do it for some reason. I'm like, I'm just annoyed by him.
0: And maybe that's the point. I like the bureaucracy of that scene where he's just mm-hmm. like going through the motions of like, okay, this this was wrong, but change these words we're not supposed to use. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these, but, these things anymore. And they point out, I think, in,
2: has asked about it in part one where it's like, you know, the, the distinction between being a foreign correspondent, like a foreign war correspondent that's embedded with troops versus writing for the military like for stars and stripes like he does we're like yeah like he the their co says like you know all these other outside reporters are here to like trash everything we do we're the only people that are just trying to make the troops feel good so we gotta <laughs> we gotta spice the story up yeah. a bit people make you know give me a body count for something Like that's good people want to read about the dead people mm-hmm. like yeah i really i think that was a lot of fun
1: hey, portraying think, how they shoot uh, that i think too like we got to reflect reflect on like what kind of war this was yeah like there are people protesting it it had been going on for years i think this probably is taking place in like 68 something mm-hmm. like that because i looked up the Tet offensive and that's when I mean, that's, that was happening that's,
2: yeah that's basically the start of the end of the war so
1: um well the war ended in 75 i think
2: well okay I should for your phrase that's the start of that's essentially when the u.s started winding down the, uh, the, and the when they, realize, they were like we need to just be done with this yeah place. okay and, I, yeah
1: okay understood and i i think because of that you see a lot of that in the characters where they feel i don't know you you get like both sides of like their their joker is like humorous all the time and making fun of things but then he's also in war seeing death yeah seeing like just mass graves and stuff. Yep, I think that's. That it's all is, about the juxtaposition. I think is what. To the, show and that's you. one of the
2: really interesting things I do like in this movie is is getting that you know film within a film effect of when they're over there like looking at the mass grave and you have like on one side of the grave are like all the cameras and microphones and all the reporters the other side of the grave is like all the people that are there for the photo op like in suits and stuff they're like oh what a tragedy and like and then Joker's just standing off to the side like what observing the entire thing and then like interviewing the one other dude there
0: and I, don't I was like that's kind of neat grasp Joker's character because he's like serious and sarcastic at yeah the, like different times of, yes. the, of the thing like when they're doing the Interviews, he talks about how he wants to be like the first kid on the block to score a kill, but he's like, he's like saying it like tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, I don't he's, think I believe it. Right, and no. then he's talking to Rafter Man, and
2: he's like, and he's trying to act like he's the tough old salty dude. He's yeah. just like,
0: I've been out in the shit,
2: man. I go out and do the hard assignments. And then like his coworkers even joke, they're just like, uh he keeps saying that he's out there doing that. I don't even think that he actually goes out there. I don't know what his true there. motivation like, is. To,
1: I think we're supposed to, to believe that he doesn't know what he's doing there That's, because yes. he's wearing the pin that says peace. peace and he has born to kill on yeah. his head. It feels like a guy even like is this supposed to be irony? Yeah. it feels it up. very
2: performative and it feels like that on it like he's just being a joke all the time which is kind of his the point of his his person but mm-hmm. you're right like then at the end when he when he finally has the confrontation with the sniper like He's, he looks changed afterwards right. and that's kind of the point of yeah. like oh like now he does have the thousand yeah. yard stare that they his co ers were talking about that he would have if he'd been out there so was that a lie before mm-hmm. like or is it just that he hadn't been affected really before there's a lot of good questions and I think I can see exactly what the movie was trying to do it just didn't work for me personally sure. and there's that scene where he's sure. outside
0: the theater and those two parents come outside with their kid and he just like guns them down in the middle of an alley and he's like I'm the Joker <laughs> and you're like oh this is, a, this is a backdoor Batman movie. I didn't realize that Stanley Kubrick's like. I remember <laughs> that scene? I remember Stanley Kubrick talking. About, he's like, "You can't write comedy for people these days."
2: So I had to make, uh, <laughs> I had to make Full Metal Jacket now. <laughs> when when Joker's in the barracks, he's like, "I'm gonna become the Joker." Yeah. <laughs> now what the fuck? It's <laughs> like, why is this?
1: Why like, like, wait wait a minute. is this a crossover? <laughs> Oh man. Now, I think it's understandable to not like this movie and maybe to not like a lot of Stanley Kubrick movies, you know? Like I think he is more focused on setting a scene and showing that scene play out. I don't think he's really as focused
0: on an actual narrative. Every scene yes. seems very well thought out oh, and yeah. set up with like mm-hmm. different angles, different cameras, different aspect ratios everything is planned he's you know? more of and it, he's it's more, all new too
1: he cares way more about the setting the scene and how it looks as a picture than he does what's happening with the story
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense. and nice.
1: that's you you could, if you watch any of his movies except maybe a couple you will see that through and through so he, he's yeah. like a Zack
0: snyder type is what you're saying but good <laughs> <laughs> but but actually it's good <laughs> i think <laughs> this movie also Zack Snyder without the cg Ooh. yeah yeah exactly what's left
2: <laughs> uh, music <laughs> <laughs> slow-mo this movie also it kind of throws me off uh, especially because it, it's it's you know not really a traditional three act it's right there's like a first and first a second and, second and the second sort of has the second has two chunks two acts, so it's yeah. almost a three act in the sense that like boot camps its own half mm-hmm. of the film but it's sort of the first act altogether. and that yeah so that also makes this movie feel very strange it feels like two movies kind of connected like there's like oh the boot camp and then there's Full Metal Jacket, the sequel, which is like the, the
1: whole Dang. second half. I I, I kind of want to just jump back to talking about Joker again, because I was thinking about Definitely. this. Mm-hmm. Like when he his... <laughs> fell in that pit of acid. <laughs> <laughs> God Damn it. <laughs> when his uh, supervisor was like giving him the job to go out to follow that crew, mm-hmm. it almost felt like he knew he was being put in like the line of fire or something like yeah. that. I didn't really quite understand his reaction to it. It was very blank and mm-hmm. flat and just like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. The guy That's just seemed to want right.
0: to just to get rid of Joker. He just didn't want to see him around anymore. He seems to—he yeah. yeah, definitely
1: yeah. seemed to
2: enjoy sending Fed Joker up to the dangerous ish. places, and it sounds like that was Joker's role in the unit. It sounds like he's the reporter that does go to the dangerous spots to get stories and come back, and the rest of them do other stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. But he didn't like protest but, or anything, well, and, or like, say like, hey, should I, you know, I don't want to do that. Right, right, I don't I know, know if he could, to with him too, Right.
2: well, in his story, like, yeah, it sounds like his story is that he kind of relishes that position amongst his his coworkers there cuz he's like the the hardcore guy but but yeah like i never get a sense of danger or dread from him and I, again i think that's part of his character is like you never underst- really know what he's feeling cuz he's mm-hmm. like like, it seems like he's faking the tough guy part, but then they do send him to the dangerous place. He's like, all right, let's go. No and you kind of see that he, and he never he, seems yeah, to really keep it together
1: because he doesn't hold his gun up. And mm-hmm. he even has I those, thought he was the one that killed the girl, but he's not. Well, his he almost buddy, does. But yeah, but then his he missed
2: gun jams or something, and you're like, oh, did you forget to, re- like, you know, rechamber the weapon or something? Because he's firing in other scenes and, and doing various yeah. stuff. But yeah, when it comes to that critical moment, his gun malfunctions, or did he forget to load it? He's even Curious. motherly,
0: too, to Vincent D'Onofrio's yeah. character. Uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, at, at some point, he becomes, like, squad leader.
2: We should, yeah, I got to... Right, I, right. I, I think I mentioned that, like, I thought that Arliore Arlie picks on him to kind of solidify the unit, but he doesn't. He just genuinely doesn't like him because he's fat.
0: I don't think so. I think he's definitely trying to push him because there is a moment where it, it seems like he comes to terms with like I finally made you a soldier. Gomer yes, I, I do agree. And he I even announces that he, he does. Like he he does a tough love. Go on up the ranks. He gets into the the army or the military or whatever it is. Right by the, the by, like the thing.
2: end of boot camp. Like, yeah, he's he's like Gomer is like one of like the the better. Like he beats sort of beats Joker at like the you know what is your fifth like mission order or something mm-hmm. and like yeah Joker forgets it and then he goes to to Gomer and Gomer mm-hmm. nails it and he's doing the drills like at that point he is like the the better
1: marine almost at the end he's of he's a really can. good uh, rifleman too at the end he's yes shooting, he, or a good marksman I should mm-hmm. say yeah so I, his his uh, emotional transition was pretty quick. You know, it was kind of right after he got yeah. like, hit with all that soap. He mm-hmm. like quickly divulged yep. into like the Stanley Kubrick, like from underneath panning <laughs> toward them, slowly kind of shot, constantly looking mm-hmm. up from down below, like doing the evil. He became J- eyes. Jack
0: Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, kind of.
1: Yeah, exactly. He he, he kind of transitioned into that pretty quick, but then I I, I wasn't bothered by it because it kind of stuck with it for a few scenes of showing him just like being so like emotionally withdrawn. Yeah, from the whole thing. But um, did you guys get a maybe this is the way that Vincent D'Onofrio was acting it? But did you get a sense that he might have been like developmentally disabled? I mean, or that's, something that's or, definitely the impression I got so in the beginning. Like because yeah. they're showing him based
2: like when he's when he assigns Joker to teach, uh. Gomer, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, all this stuff. Like he's taking him through stuff that you're like, uh, like, you're like he should know this, right? Yeah, like, like he's like buttoning he's shown, up his shirt, like yeah, like he should do he's that.
1: Genuinely babying the dude, and uh, like the way he's looking, he's just kind
0: of like drooling at him. It almost looked mm-hmm. like It's a little bit of a mice and men kind of dynamic, kind like of, George yeah. and Monty sort yeah. of thing. But I didn't see him as dumb, but he definitely played him. He kind of played that, moments, way. that way. He played
1: it that way at moments. Yeah. yeah.
2: He's also kind of standing weird. Again, this might have been character choice, but he's kind of standing in in, in a kind of a, like a lump. <laughs> yeah, like a, I don't want to say laid back, but like kind of a weird, relaxed, but like leaning over position a lot of the time. So it kind of comes across as like, oh, you, this could just kind of goofy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Didn't he gain a, a bunch of weight for this? pounds, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. Wow, that's,
1: yeah, that's a lot of weight to gain. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, it it was good. I I think, like, the boot camp section of the the half of the film is, like... I enjoyed that, I think, that half the most. Um, Mm -hmm. Not that I didn't really enjoy the second half at all or anything, but the first half, I think, is a a really good depiction, I think, of, of boot camp, and it gives you a real sense of what these guys are going through. And I think... It would have been better maybe if some of the performances had conveyed a bit more of this. But, again, I don't know if that's necessarily what Kubrick was going for in the first place. But I think as it functions exactly the way it's supposed to. Like, you really do feel like you're going through the experience with them and you're witnessing all these, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, the harshness that they endure to it. I think early
0: Ermie is just destroying every scene he's in. He's just <laughs> chewing it up and doing an amazing job. I think this movie sort of sets the blueprint for things to come too. I don't know if you've either of you seen Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. But there are like direct I thought I had the same thoughts. <laughs> From, I was also having the two of them. I was also
2: having a fun time watching the first half of this movie and then also thinking about Heartbreak Ridge with Clint Eastwood sure. where he like gets the ragtag group of goofballs and has to like break them into serious mm-hmm. soldiers. And I'm like what if two very different tones of boot camp? even kind of like Saving Private Ryan. Ryan it's so funny. In, in, you know. yeah, you right Band of Brothers like yeah, the very first episode is is basically the first half of this movie. Yeah. And, and yeah, very
0: Similar in terms of how that works. David Schwimmer is the mean, yep, early guy. He is. <laughs> Maybe I should watch the show. It's kind of. Uh, it might be done. It might not be good anymore. Hmm. It's kind of. It was kind of the time I think. Huh. But I could be wrong. It's kind of interesting because there's also the Pacific. This is the follow-up to Band of Brothers. Sure. Which is, it
2: which it, the two series feel like this movie because like Band of Brothers feels like the kind of boot <clears throat> the boot campy first part of this movie and then the Pacific is more of the psychological like the effects of, of war on men and how they live just days of nothing on an island in the middle of the Pacific mm-hmm. and it's really it's, it's kind of a, a
0: juxtaposition of the two I don't want to <laughs> join the military it seems real bad bottle okay. no thanks pass <laughs> that's <laughs> not <laughs> for me walking. getting shot at and you gotta yeah, climb all those bad. things and yeah climb and you gotta, things yeah, yeah, no. people yell at you to go places no. and do stuff pass I can't hide donuts in my treasure box yeah that's like one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> it's like summer camp, right?
1: <laughs> what was that? In, uh, the post? Did you see or not the post? Uh,
0: the postman with Kevin Costner. No,
1: there was a, a there was a movie that just came postman. out like last year about a base in Afghanistan that got overrun. oh the outpost yeah. outpost. That's mm-hmm. what it I've watched it. It's it's a good movie. Yeah, I watched it too. It was, intense story. It, it was it was pretty intense. Yeah. I was like this really happened and then I had to look into it I didn't realize any of that mm. yeah
2: yeah I mean there's some really good like it's fun watching kind of the outpost and then I'll you can like a few years ago you had the, the the documentary Restrepo which kind of yeah I per- saw that is too. Like, almost like a prequel in a way and yeah it's like it's really interesting seeing the the sort of same experiences being lived out by soldiers in in Afghanistan and Iraq as you see portrayed in, in essentially
0: Vietnam a lot of mm. the same kind of situations you're like well it, mm-hmm. The players change, but the game stays the same. There you go. I like Glory a lot. That's like probably my oh, favorite man. war film. Sounds great. Yeah, that one's fun. I like. Yeah, I watched that like, uh, recently. Um, actually, Enemy at the Gates is just a fun I sniper. That's, that's a that is a fun sniper one. Yeah. yeah.
1: Haven't seen that. I was uh, yeah, like watching this one. I was like, I. Oh wait, I'd Enemy at just, the Gates. That's the one. I was thinking of uh, Behind Enemy Lines. Enemy at the, the Gates Wilson. is the Russian one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one with Jude Law. Oh yeah, I've seen
2: that. That mm-hmm. one's good. And what's her face? Rachel Weiss Rachel yeah Yeah.
1: Somebody else too. Jude Law,
0: Ed Harris, Ed, Ed Harris, Harris, yes, right, and Ron Perlman. <laughs> this is oh, what we remember oh, about yeah. the Enemy of the Game, and the guy who isn't Ralph Fiennes, his brother jo- Joseph Joseph Fines. Yeah, Joseph Fiennes. That was the guy I was trying to think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's like the third. So fine. I but Yeah, watching this one, I Ralph was like,
1: I, I was like,
2: <laughs> I think I'd rather just watch Platoon. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, no. I, ter- yeah. I think in terms of like being a quality movie that's fun to watch. Mm, I mean, in terms of like being a filmmaker no. and stuff, uh, that's that's probably why you'd you want could make yeah. this. this movie
0: again right now. I don't think no. in the same way. I don't this Vietnam movie. So. Uh, just generally a war <laughs> film like this, I guess. <laughs> okay. What was the one that came out that was uh, no- nominated for an award last year or the year before? No, well, they did that, movie? that that one take with like him like running at the camera. oh
1: 1970, 19, oh 19, 1917.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh man, what a movie. I didn't see that that movie, movie was not that great. <laughs> Get out of here. That movie is amazing. No, no it's not that great. Midway was real bad. I think I saw that alone. Midway? Did
1: Mid- you check out Midway Through? Midway <laughs> is much. a spectacle. That's a movie where you watch
2: it, and you're like, was everyone on drugs? Like, everyone? <laughs> Every <laughs> single person? Oh,
1: God. Oh, it's Roland boy. Emmerich
2: doing his best... Impression of Pearl Harbor, and it's it is ab- as <laughs> the movie absolutely insane. It doesn't could possibly make any imagine. sense, to it me. makes zero sense. <laughs> Why did this get made? Oh my god, that movie's crazy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it even shot on water? <laughs> I don't think it was no. actually shot. I think no, all of no, it no. is <laughs> <all> <laughs> digital. <laughs> I think the whole movie, all, all the actors are digital. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Everything isn't that the is guy that did
1: Independence Day, yeah,
2: and, yeah, and yeah. Independence Day, too. Though you'll remember Independence I Day, Resurgency.
0: Uh, yeah. He's come a long way uh, since Independence Day. What is the actual CG one with Jude Law and Angelina Jolie? Like, you know what I'm talking about? It's like a plane mm-hmm. movie. A plane. Movie. It's like Flyboys or something like that. No, Flyboys is something else. There is Flyboys. Um, oh, uh, oh, Sky Red, Red Tails.
2: Sky Command. Oh, uh, 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 Sky, Sky Captain in the, the World of Tomorrow. I love that movie. That movie's insane too, but in the best way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that movie is never crazy. I've never seen that. Movie. Oh, it's really it's 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 great. You should. It's a. It's worth a watch.
1: <laughs> Do you believe that,
0: Red? No. <laughs> I bet you guys
2: would watch it and immediately be like, Any humor yeah. would like this movie, and no one else." <laughs> I'm probably only ever gonna that's watch correct.
0: Glory again. That might be the only, maybe Saving's probably Ryan at some point. But I watched Glory like three months ago. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It is a really Denzel. Good
1: it's good yeah there's so many good actors in that movie it's crazy it's
0: a little bit slow at times though it's four hours long you watch it over the course of like (laughs) four four, four weeks it's not that long but yeah at uh at your your school in middle school oh oh yeah you would (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) you're like god we got 40 minutes social studies teacher doesn't want to work that that month he's gonna bring in (laughs) glory yeah it or if you nice. if you really want to stretch it out, just bring in Gettysburg. Isn't
2: it like four hours or
0: something? I have no idea. I watched that whole movie too, like a, a couple of years ago. I like that movie, but it is long. Do you guys see that Stanley Kubrick broke the one eighty? He broke it in this movie. Terrible wow. film director. It's Fired. Go back
2: to film school, Mr. Kubrick.
0: It's when Joker meets a cowboy and together the first time. Oh. And then they, again, they hug. They hug. And they cut to like a you're hard right. cut to a 180. And I'm like, <laughs> You son of a bitch, Stanley Give Kubrick. Give me that transition, man. Son, son of a, bitch, you son of a bitch. He's doing that thing where he likes to disorganize his audience. But yeah. You're, do it for the shining. Don't do it for a full metal jacket. <laughs> I used to watch The Shield, and I get so pissed at that show because they didn't care at
1: all about the (laughs) police. There were so many shots where I was like, what? Where are we? What's happening? Stop it! And every time I'd watch it, I'm like, why? Why?
0: Why? Why?" Because of Chickless. That's why. You can see his butt in that, right? That was the whole, like...
1: That was the only scene I've ever seen!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I ever saw it.
1: <laughs> and it broke the 180.
0: Yeah. It was like, 90s. it news went from one 90s, cheek yeah. to the
1: other cheek. A
0: man showed their butt in the 90s on television? Oh, my God. Oh, my Oh, yeah. God. Didn't they do that? With, oh, God. This is so dumb. Didn't they do
1: that with NYPD <laughs> Blue with like the main guy? Yeah, no. I think know. he showed his butt once Maybe. and they made a big deal. They were like, ooh, he's going to show his butt. Male
0: <laughs> but, we talked about male butt in the, yeah. the 90s. Yeah, before. that was a big deal then. Yeah. We don't get enough male butt anymore. That's for damn sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
0: You don't you don't need <laughs> these kind of butts. There you go. No. No. Anything else to talk about? The full metal uh, a jacket.
1: <sighs> I don't know. I kind of like that we got to see like every little bit of like training and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, prostitution and drugs and Again this is you know, yeah. this movie's People a good not slice not really of life movie why right they're about there yeah. all, It's
0: unapologetic.
1: Having yep. no like uh i don't know you you get a sense that like if you're thinking you're gonna die then you're not gonna live for tomorrow Mm -hmm. you know i get everything
2: feels real it feels like something that could have happened then like in in the like all the experiences like straight up starting from you know boot camp through when they arrive when he gets to vietnam or when the audience gets to vietnam because he's already over there Mm -hmm. but and then like just every interaction he has i'm like these all feel like they could have happened like some of them are just boring and mundane. And I think that's the point. And I'm like, yeah, that's, it's again, it's
1: a great slice of life. Yeah. I think he's just trying to show you so many, like just like weird juxtapositions Mm -hmm. or contradictions. Mm -hmm. like, you know the military walking through a burned out city and singing mickey mouse yeah it's, and, it's yeah. the
2: hard reality it's like the the hard reality of the boring pieces in the surrealism of like the atrocities happening at the around them and just
0: you know it's just every day and or 30 grown men walking in their underwear and grabbing their balls yeah oh yeah if, <laughs> if there was any like strange story that came out of vietnam i bet it made it into the book then ultimately made it into the movie. yeah <laughs> you have to imagine yeah, and there's a lot of war crimes, too, from
1: mm-hmm. you know the wow.
0: U.S. Oh, side, oh, for sure. Oh, boy. For sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: that's why you see that even in this movie with that guy just mowing down villagers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that actually happened, unfortunately.
0: Yep. Anything else? Are we done? No, I think we we're done. Jacked jacked
1: we jacked it. Oh, wow. Full metal jacked it. Jacked it, sma- jacked it smacked <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> Burnt it to a <laughs> <laughs> It's
1: Over and out. like <laughs> a
0: little kid would say. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on that episode and every episode that you do. The next movie we're doing has the tagline Choose Your Destiny. We remember Mortal Kombat.
1: In each of us,
0: There burns the fury of a warrior. In every generation, a few are chosen to prove it. One of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament. Three strangers (laughs) will travel to the mystical realm of Outworld to defend our people against Shang Tsung. You will die. And his forces of darkness
1: In an ancient tournament, one more victory. Your soul is mine, and our world
0: is theirs. It has begun.
1: I don't need to run. Okay, ready, Johnny Cage.